Welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and sitting next to me here is my free solo co-host Daniel. Hello, hello. We call him free solo because he works for free, actually. It's true. This doesn't pay me a thing. <laughs> so today we're talking the uh, Alex Honnold documentary, Free Solo. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go to some extraordinary heights. Cheers! Cheers! Alrighty, well, before we get into our news segment here, let's talk about what we're drinking. This week was Daniel's week to bring in beer. Daniel, what did you bring for Drink and Tell? Well, this week, I found this little baby on the shelf at a New Seasons, and I knew I had to have it. It's by Ex Novo, and it is called the Hollywood Movie Madness Cult Classic Pale Ale. And what caught my eye is it's honestly just got a bunch of uh, different movie stuff like props from different movies just a quick rundown there's actually let me see that here that is really cool looking yeah, they have uh, the bowling ball from The Big Lebowski, the lamp from A Christmas Story, uh, the plant from Little House of Horrors, and a bunch of other stuff on there. Let's see here. Yeah, it looks like Hitchcock in the photo there. That's cool. You know, I think my grandparents used to have a TV like that back in the day. Yeah, it's got those old-fashioned, like, wooden boxed TVs. I don't know. Tastes good, though. I, yeah, this is a pretty good pale ale. Yeah, no, I don't usually drink pale ale. I usually just drink IPAs or dark beers, but... Got a little bit bitter taste to it, but... Not bad, though. I like it. Yeah, no, I really like it, too, so go check it out. Well, before we get into our movie news and our movie of the week, let's talk about some other things we saw this week. Uh, Daniel, I think you've seen the most, so why don't you start? Yeah, you know, uh, I've seen kind of, I guess, I was in the documentary uh, mood this week because I watched quite a few. A couple notable ones is, I'm just going to mention off the top, I watched the Hulu documentary for the fire festival fire fraud i'm not gonna say that much because jordan hasn't seen it yet and he really wants to so we're probably gonna talk more in depth about that yeah i think next, next week, week we're gonna do like an all netflix episode and just talk fire buster scruggs maybe even uh bird box yeah we'll, we'll see but yeah let's let's save that for next week what yeah. else did you see well i saw a couple others on netflix i watched a uh documentary called american meme about it was about a handful of like social media stars on Instagram, Vine, and uh, I don't think they did any YouTube ones. But so they covered like three or four, and it was really interesting. Like a couple of these people I'd never heard of before, but I know, like, but I'm also not super in touch to social media. Like I'm really, I'm into watching YouTube stars, but I haven't really like branched out to people who are huge on Instagram and stuff. But it was really interesting as far as just learning about like viral sensations. Like even uh, one of the more notable things is they had a model who has and they everybody that they interview it shows their instagram followers or how many followers they have total Mm -hmm. and this model actually mentioned that she had lost jobs to girls who had bigger followers on instagram it's such a bizarre world out there now like like i hear young stories of young gals now like age 12 like yeah when i grow up i just want to be famous like that's their goal now. It's like not a not a nurse, not you know, not a doctor, or pediatrician, or whatever. Like it's just that's want to be famous. Yeah, I know, and they definitely touch on that in the documentary too. I don't know. It's really interesting. Uh, definitely worth a watch. And then I guess the last documentary I watched, also on Netflix, was the a Funko Pop documentary. I mean, I love Funko Pops. I have so many of them. After I watched the documentary, I bought more. And I don't know. They're just fun. They're fun collectibles that I really like. And they kind of do do the history of just the 
entire. I, don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, Jordan, you say that, but you have Lego brickheads, which is essentially the Lego equivalent. I got a couple, yeah. You, you got like 16. No. I, I don't really? know. I mean, I have like 30 or 40, and I know that's in the low numbers now. Yeah, I'm see, not what's, a. What's cool about the Lego brickheads, though, is you get to build them. I mean, true. True. I mean, I I have a few Lego brickheads myself, but Funko I. Funko def- Pops, most people that collect them don't even take them out of the box. See, I get that, but I. Uh, my all-time favorite ones, I always take them out of the box because I want them to be on display. My Scott Pilgrim ones are out of the box and on display. And just a bunch of other ones. Love yeah. them. No, it's cool. So I got to say, I started watching this and I haven't finished it yet, but I watched it like the first 30 minutes. And yeah, it's kind of cool to see the history of these guys. I mean, this whole company kicked off in what, 1998? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to finishing it. And yeah, hopefully I understand what's what. I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, anything like Magic, Cars, to Pokemon, to like just... You know, it's all got cult followings and everything like that. Comic books. It's just, you know, it's just another one of those things that people want to collect. Yeah, just kind of. It's vintage toys. I mean, it's just the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's more. It's it's about the company, but it's also like the hist, kind of like the history of pop culture. And which is cool to see. Like, it's I like seeing documentaries like that where it's like the beginning and rise of a company. I think those are cool and inspiring at times. Yeah, no, it was great documentary, and I would definitely recommend it if you're into it or if you're not. I mean, it's still just a bunch of fun. You see some cool cameos by some celebrities. Got the a couple of the original Power Rangers in there. It was a good time. Heck yeah. All right. Any other movies you saw this week? Uh, Well, I'm going to jump over to actual movies. Uh, I've finally got to see crazy rich asians oh cool and i gotta say i can see why i can see what the hype is all about like i it's just a fun kind of lighthearted. i mean there's some serious moments but it was a lot of fun it was just in the colors were so vibrant everything's super bright and it was it was great i really enjoyed it myself i watched it with my girlfriend because she loves it and uh, i don't know i just had a really good time i yeah i have still yet to see that one i don't know why i didn't get around to it i still haven't seen it it's on my list and yeah i've heard it's a good date movie oh yeah definitely a good date movie if I, you want maybe that's why I haven't seen them in a date in a while. Maybe. I mean, but it is a perfect date movie because it's fun. It's, you know, fast paced, got some great humor in it, great funny parts, and also a little bit of drama, but not too much. I don't know. I just, it was a good time. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Sounds like you recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. Cool. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. Besides the movie of the week, I think that's all of the big stuff of what I saw this week. Okay. Well, why don't we get in some news here? Daniel? Take it away. Today in movie news, first we have kind of a favorite for Jordan and I. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is picked up by Saban Films. Awesome. And, you know, at first when I heard Saban, because they're notoriously cheap, I mean... The production value of Power Rangers has never been good, despite how popular it is. But it, uh, you know what? I, I'm actually not super worried because, I mean, Kevin Smith, he makes movies on low budgets. So I think as long as they give him the, I don't know, the, the director freedom, which I think, why wouldn't they? Well, that's what I think. I think they're just going to give him a budget and say, here you go. There's not going to be any, like, studio looking over his shoulders in the cutting room. I think it's just going to be, here you go. And he's going to go make the movie he wants to make. Yeah, and I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, he's delivered a lot of successes over the years. Yeah, do we want a James Bond movie? I say yeah. I say bring it on. Why not? I'd I mean, be kind of curious to see what they look like now in their middle age. I mean, if we're rebooting stuff, you might as well. Right. I'd rather see this rebooted in a fun way than Power Rangers by Saban Entertainment. Well, right. And it's, it's supposed <laughs> to be like, I guess they get word that their Blunt Man and Chronic movie is getting rebooted by Hollywood because, you know, that's the trend in Hollywood is to reboot everything. So they're going to go stop it from getting rebooted. So it sounds like a fun plot line. There'll be fun stuff along the way. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, hopefully it's not going to be a Dumb and Dumber type of movie, though. Dumb and Dumber 2, yeah. Yeah, hopefully not. 
but we'll see. It sounds fun. I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Nothing's that bad. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, the next thing we had is C-3PO finished filming the new Star in the new Star Wars movie. Awesome. Maybe we'll figure out finally why he's got a red arm. Yeah, I mean, I can't even think of him in. Last Jedi. I don't really want to go revisit that movie, but I can't even remember scenes with him in it now. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I don't actually know. I don't remember in Last Jedi. I remember in The Force Awakens, he kind of shows up when the rebels, like, fight <laughs> fight off the Empire in, like, the Maws. I just remember state. when he pops up in front of Solo, waving his right arm, like, hey. Yeah, as far as The Last Jedi, I don't, remember. I don't know. It's just not a movie I like to revisit. Yeah, I can't actually remember him in that. But apparently Anthony Daniels has filming as C-3PO in the new Star Wars film. So that's always exciting. And I'm going to tag on to this. I know a lot of Star Wars fans kind of can almost count on getting a Star Wars trailer for the Super Bowl. But I guess Disney announced that Star Wars 9 is not getting a Super Bowl spot. What are they waiting for? Like, oh, all we want is a teaser trailer. What are you waiting for, Disney? I don't know. I mean, put it out there. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, they don't need the Super Bowl. I mean, it's Star Wars, so whenever they put it out, people are going to eat it up like crazy. Yeah. And it's going to be everywhere. From what I hear, the trailer's already cut and just sitting around. Like, just put it out there already, Disney. Otherwise, I guarantee one of your employees will leak it eventually, and then you're like, ah, crap. Yeah, well, yeah. And the next piece, I think this is probably going to be my last piece, but Toy Story 4 poster shows a (laughs) Bo Peep uh, redesign. And I think this is a little weird, because I guess how I always imagined Bo Peep I mean, she's a porcelain doll, and for some reason, I just always assumed uh, that the clothing was part of her porcelain, like, exterior. I didn't actually ever think that was actual clothing, because, I mean, as far as, even in the first, uh, the first Toy Story, you can tell, like, Woody's looks like fabric, but hers always looked like... She it looks was like glass. Yeah, she looked like it was all part of her porcelain, so it was kind of... Yeah, I saw that quick little video. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they can just say, like, oh, no, her, her clothing was fabric, so she can change. Maybe she's a reaver release of the doll i don't know maybe that's what it is maybe she's a re-release or maybe barbie gave her a a makeover maybe i don't know it's just it was a little weird a little jarring but just like i said because i always thought it was all glass and none of it was fabric but you know we'll see i'm still looking forward to toy story 4 i'm just tentatively because 3 was the perfect ending even though bo peep wasn't it so it's like nearly perfect i'm both excited and scared for this yeah because if they screw it up i'm gonna be pissed i know because the third one was so good i know not perfect since Bo Peep wasn't in it, but it was nearly perfect. Going in open-minded, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, like, releases and trailer stuff, hey, Hollywood, when are you gonna release a Tarantino trailer? Waiting on it. Oh, I know. I know. You want that once a time in Hollywood, once upon a time in Hollywood? Yes, I do. Just want something. A little uh, teaser trailer? Something. I know, but you know. You know, De- not Del Toro. Tarantino. He's super secret about all of his stuff. He almost didn't make The Hateful Eight because they leaked the script. I know, but we're six months away. I just want a little teaser trailer. Come on. Well, you'll get it soon. (sighs) Hopefully. All right. Well, anything else for news? Uh, I think that's all I have for this week in movie news. Okay. Well, shall we get into our main flick here? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Okay, Daniel. Well, let's talk some free solo. I'm gonna start with my initial thoughts here, or general thoughts. Are we allowed to cuss on here? Uh, I mean, technically, yes. Because my first initial thoughts for this thing was, holy shit. Yeah, 
this uh, <laughs> this scared the crap out of me. Yeah, no, this this movie was just so good. So if you guys haven't seen Free Solo yet, go check it out. Just watch the trailer real quick too. So I mean, it's a pretty basic plot point. I mean, it follows Alex Honnold as he becomes the first person to ever free solo climb Yosemite's 3,000 foot high El Captain Wall with no ropes, safety gear, no parachute, no nets below him, no nothing. And he's the first one in history to ever do it. And wow, that was just my first initial thought. Like Daniel and I actually saw this one together. We went to an IMAX theater to see it, and holy cow, was that awesome i am so glad i saw it in theaters too especially imax like if i if i had seen this for the first time on a small screen like a tv at home the whole time i would have been like this is awesome but man i wish i would have seen this in theaters so i'm glad i'm not gonna have that regret oh yeah especially since we saw an imax like the best possible experience for like a national geographic documentary like this yeah i mean they they had so many amazing shots like just breathtaking and it just it worked so much better on a huge curved IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it had, it had good runtime too. I and it's just it just keeps you at the edge of your seat like the whole time I'm just like watching and like waiting for what's going to happen next cuz I'll be honest, I didn't know too much about him going into this at all. Okay, I'll be honest, I didn't know anything going into this at all as far as like he goes. So, yeah, I don't know if he was in the news recently that he fell off the rock and died and they finished the documentary with him dead. I had no clue. So I, I'm i on the edge of my seat. Like, is he going to make it? Is he not? Oh, I know. I had that thought about 20 minutes in and I'm just think, sitting there like, he could actually die. And that just made me like even more nervous during it. I mean, like, I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm also not brave enough to just climb a mountain without any safety gear. No, and that's just like the, cra- that was just the craziest thing. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, you hear about it and they even mentioned in the documentary, I'm just going to say this, is that one of the guys just says anybody who professionally does free soloing is dead now. And he's like, and they even like, while they're filming it, they talk about a couple news articles or at least one or two of his like idols who also does free soloing died. Yeah, I mean, he literally had a 50-50 shot of living or dying. Like one slip and you're dead. I mean, I'll, I'll say this right up front. One of the things that had me in the edge of my seat the most was the camper guy would do a close-up shot of his foot. His foot is like 98% off a rock. It's just the tip is on a rock and I'm with all his weight on it and you're just like waiting for it to just slip and just down he goes. Yeah, they do a, they do a close-up on a foot and you're like, is it he, he's not he's not standing on anything yeah. doesn't look like it what did this take place over a year year and a half or so yes it like s- essentially starts from like the conception of the idea to like kind of like building up the nerve training so, like mapping out like, like the route so he's like let's do this but I need a crew. Well, it was cool to see, too. We didn't just go straight to him cl- doing this attempt, free solo attempt. Uh, we saw him train for it. We saw him free solo other rocks first. We saw him train a bunch on the um, the wall itself, the Yosemite wall. And it was just cool being along for the, uh, along for the ride, along for the journey. Yeah, no, it was, it was really interesting. I wasn't expecting this to be as interesting as it was, but I really enjoyed myself. I really actually liked uh, the main guy. What was his? Uh, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta admit, he, he kind of bugged me at first. Like, there's just some... He just has kind of a quirkiness to him. So he kind of bugged me at first, but he, as the film went on, he started growing me more. Yeah, I know. He, he is a little quirky, um, <laughs> but he had some really funny stuff to say about his relationship and just, like, how he views people and how he thinks people view him. And it was really funny. He lives a very interesting life. Very, very minimalist, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we come to find out that he just lives in his van, driving around, climbing rocks. Yeah, I mean, his life is just climbing. That's what it's become. Like, I don't know. It didn't really say if he had a job before he got really, really good at climbing. Because I guess he's been around for a while. He's a celebrity in this arena. Yeah, I mean, especially now. Especially now. But yeah, he just drives around his van and climbs rocks all day. Like, it's honestly... 
pretty cool. Not the style for me, but pretty sweet though, especially if that's what you're passionate about. I, I dig it. Like again, he's a minimalist, so just it's it's, it's pretty cool to just to see his journey and just see his see his kind of behind the scenes, behind the curtain. Yeah, and it's definitely it's one thing I was uh, <laughs> kind of thinking about when he's just driving around. I'm like, does he? What does he do for work? But then a little bit later, he's talk. He actually talking to like a classroom, like giving a speech. Cause like, I mean, he's written a book, I guess, at least one. If yeah, not. at least one. But you know, he's speaking to uh, like looks like high schoolers, but I guess he mentions that he's sponsored, so that's how he's able to just drive around and climb stuff. Because he has sponsors, so he gets paid to essentially just climb. Yeah, I guess I've never. I mean, I've thought kind of thought about rock climbing or rock gyms and things like that. But this kind of makes me like, man, maybe this summer I should look into possibly doing it. I don't know. At the very least, it'd be kind of cool to go to the rock gym and start. Like, you got to start somewhere. I know in Portland they've got a lot of rock gyms, so maybe start there. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for like full scale mountain climbing. It's kind of funny because yeah, I live in the Northwest, and I mean I enjoy the outdoors, but I'm not like a every single weekend like oh gotta go on a hike. It's the weekend, gotta go on a hike. I just I'm just not that kind of person. Yeah, that's all right. Some would say I take the Northwest for granted as far as the beautiful scenery we have here, but I'm into I'm into the outdoors, but at the same time I'm just not an extremist about it by any means. No. And this guy takes it to the extreme. But yeah, the Yosemite Wall, the, what do they call it? The El Capitan Wall? Uh, the El Capitan. I think they call it like El Capitan. El Capitan. It's just, it's incredible. Like, this thing was just so well shot. Like, I just, this is definitely something like you gotta see in theaters. And I guess I tell you, like, every everybody I've been coming in contact with since we walked out of the theater, I've just been telling them about this movie. Like, hey, have you seen Free Cell? Like, hey, gotta go check this out. It's it's just something you gotta see in theaters. And I mean, just, it's shot beautifully. And they even do, they even do a good job of like, just some like, not just like, documentary like you know somebody carrying a camera around on the shoulder recording Alex but they're just beautiful shots of the mountain and the landscaping all around it's just so cool I know it gives you like a real depth when they're pointing the camera down like you can feel like the vertigo you can see how yeah just and they have some amazing shots of like from like even like the I think those like a couple of my favorites were just like a shot of uh Alex looking out from a cliff and them having like a side shot of just like all of the breathtaking scenery around him oh yeah, no, there's cool stuff and just yeah. So I mean, like, I guess I'm trying to think like how the crew did this. I feel like the crew would start at the top and like rope their way down, and they they would just be on the sides of him, just trying to get everything. I'm sure they're drone shots too. I mean, this thing was just breathtakingly shot. Yeah, no, I think that's how it works. I think they go up and, you know, climb up to the top. They have all their camera and equipment, like, up at the, the top of the mountain, and then they'll kind of just, uh, I don't know, because the way... <laughs> it's okay. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, it looks like they just come from the top, have all of their equipment, like, stationed at the top, but they'd have ropes on either side where they could shoot Alex. And even uh, they had a couple just cameras set up for on his path where no one was actually manning them. They were just left on the side, so when he passed it, you know, he would get those shots because essentially they did that because they didn't Alex essentially didn't want people like in some of the like, in some of the areas where he's climbing. He just di- well, didn't need the distraction. Especially for the part where he did the actual free solo. Yeah, he mentioned that like I really don't want an audience for this. I just want to do it. He knows like well we got to we just we got to capture this. This is the kind of event you capture, but we I don't want an audience for it. But Oh, one thing one thing I enjoyed is that this movie did really well is they show like a they show a shot of the mountain and then they would like with animation kind of show pathways on how he was going to go about because he didn't just go like start at the bottom and go completely straight vertical up he would go up a little bit maybe over a little maybe down a little bit but over so they kind of show the pathways and they they really show you like you know when he, he's doing it with the rope
scopes like all right here's what i'm gonna do here's what i've got to master in order to do this free solely and i mean they showed the struggle i mean the, the struggle was real in a couple spots on this mountain like it was just oh just crazy. A, i'm pretty sure more than a couple well yeah i mean they i mean a lot of they had a bunch of like other professional well all of the camera crew was professional rock climbers and then they had a few uh just interviewees who were professional rock climbers who knew alex and we'd always kind of talk to like dude like a lot of them were just like oh we don't free solo because that's insane but alex is crazy <laughs> i like how one of them described him as like like climbing with him as like cigarettes he's like i really shouldn't do it because it's scary and he's crazy but damn does it feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> one thing i liked about this too and this is this has to kind of do with the director is i guess there's no like they don't they don't pick sides i guess on this matter the movie leaves it up to you the audience to decide if it's a if this is an athletic achievement or if it's just straight up a suicide attempt they leave it up to you to decide yeah I know, because it's, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they definitely don't downplay how dangerous it is. They don't, like, it's not just like, oh, this is an awesome thing that this guy did. Check it out. It's awesome. They show, like, a camera crew, like, talking, taking consideration, be like, we don't, because they're all friends with him. They're like, we could not get past if something that we did wrong while filming him caused his death. Yeah, I and I quite enjoyed a lot of the uh, interviews with all the camera crew. It was nice to kind of get seeing their side of things. I mean, you know, they they don't want to see their friend die. When he's doing the free solo climb at the end there, they show the one guy on the ground just constantly looking away from the camera because he just doesn't want to he's just I mean the the uh, adrenaline's just running through him himself just watching it yeah no and, and yeah it's like you really feel and you understand that these people like alright we're trying to make something uh, special was it, wasn't that camera guy that he had the line in there that let's hope for a low gravity day I think so the day that he went to do the actual free solo climb I think so it was either that or their director good stuff though like as far as the documentary goes th- I thought this was just solid like it's not a talking head documentary I mean there is action going on throughout like it's a really well-made documentary it's not like yeah like somebody did research on alex and was like yeah this guy did this i mean we're like full-on like live with them doing all like the camera crew is following him around for over a year just filming getting everything yeah even if they're not climbing they're following around in his van in his van yeah that he sweeps out every day good for him yeah i know gotta keep it clean but it's i don't know there's just it's, uh, yeah it's part of it's like part of what i liked about him though is like he was definitely a um, perfectionist there we go yeah he is definitely a perfectionist on like everything he does just like just in life it sounds like but very particular about everything i know like some of the interesting stuff where people are like oh what are you writing in your journal alex and he like reads out meticulous notes on what he did for the climb what he should do for his next climb and like meticulously writes out and knows every nook and cranny of what he just did and mm-hmm. exactly how he did it so i thought that was really amazing yeah w- one thing that I, was, I didn't know or realize the climbers did was so beginning of the movie you see him climbing around and his his hands are really dusty and I thought it was just rock dust but I guess it's uh they carry these little pouches with chalk in them to help keep their hands from you know if they get sweaty or something yeah exactly it's mostly to like ward off sweat so they're still just like you can actually I, still I, I gotta say I learned I learned some rock climbing stuff here I'm not a rock climber by any means so I learned some stuff about rock climbing watching this too no it definitely piqued my interest a lot I mean like it's something I've always had in the back of my head. I don't think I'd ever free solo, but definitely it's definitely a good thing to try and check out. I mean, he's not a big dude, but he's got, they show him like doing pull-ups with just his fingertips. Oh my God. And like, so this, he has just so much core strength, which I mean, obviously. Well, that's the, yeah, you have to have incredible upper body strength to do all this. I think, I mean, there's really not much to talk about other than I just say, check it out and go see it. Yeah, directed by uh, Jimmy Chin here and Elizabeth, um, I think you say her name, Vassar. I don't know how you say her last name. Vissarily? 
Bizarrely. Yeah, let's, let's go just, with that. Let's just say Jimmy and Elizabeth. Uh, they also directed a movie called Valley Uprising, which I want to see. It's playing right now on Netflix. So what Valley Uprising is about is it's, it chronicles the past 50 years of rock climbing at Yosemite. And it's supposed to be a really well-made documentary as well. See, that'd be cool because they Excuse do... Me, they didn't direct that. They directed, um, sorry, Mir- Miru, I think it's called. Also available on Netflix, which is about an ice mountain that people climb. Oh, see, that's so very they're cool. The, yeah, they're directing, producing team behind that. But also, yeah, both of them, both Miro, Miri, I think, I don't know how you say it. And Valley Uprising are on Netflix. And I would definitely, after seeing Free Solo, like to go check those out. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it sounds like it's worth a watch because, you know, you just, I mean, especially if one of them is about the history, because they do kind of like do a glossed over history of Yosemite with rock climbers. Very, like, very, very brief in this. Yeah, so I, th- I think Uprising would be pretty cool to see. I'm trying to think here, because what else do you want to talk about? I mean, I mean, just, I mean, sh- can we just tell him that they he made it? He did. Yes. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, he makes it. He lives. So if for people who need to know before they watch somebody maybe die. No. Alex made it to the top, what, 3,000 feet in four hours. Yeah, that was the crazy part. Four hours. Like, cause like they weren't talking about the time at all. And I'm like, that was in the back of my mind. Like, how long is this taking him? And I'm thinking, you know, he did, I, I know he does in a day. I'm thinking eight to 12 hours, maybe, maybe eight to 10 hours. What they say, three hours and 96 minutes he does it. Yeah, like just shy of four hours. I mean, God, it's just so crazy. Like, in parts, he's just weaving his fingers in between cracks, and all his weight is suspended on that. And, again, those close-up of his foot and just barely anything on the rock. I just, it's just, it's, to me, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, I think one of the craziest parts is they describe this part where he has to climb up this, like, like crack in the in the rock face and he describes the technique that you have to do is you have to apparently shove his fingers in like the crack and pull and then climb with his feet and they even describes how like the amount of like traction you have with your feet is directly proportionate to how hard you're pulling with your hands to give yourself that traction while you're essentially just at 2,000 feet in the air let's just remind you that yeah just like anything goes wrong and there's no saying anything and you gone yeah. what do you think uh we haven't talked about her yet uh what do you think about his girlfriend into this you know what I actually kind of love their interactions because you can see that they're kind of on essentially like they're on two different like emotional levels. Like she really cares about him and he seemingly cares about her. But his like first and foremost, like throughout the whole documentary is is soloing. Like that's his lifeblood. And, you know, she just keeps like sliding in there and keeps talking. I'm like, I mean, obviously we're not trying to like demonize her. Like it just makes sense that she's just worried because it does. I, I got to say overall, she really bothers me quite a bit yeah and i get i get that she was worried i mean she was a really sweet girl and i get that she was worried but she still really bothered me i know there are a couple parts like when he's about to do the free solo for real she says something and i'm like i don't even know why you would want to put that thought in his head right now well right and that's why i was kind of throughout the i was kind of waiting for him you know the sixth place over a year year and a half i was kind of waiting for him to just straight up dump her like you know what this just ain't working anymore you're too much in my head you gotta go I was just kind of waiting for that moment to happen. Yeah, yeah, I kind of seemed like that was going to happen, but... The, the, the thing is, I, I guess she cares, but, like, she met him at a book signing where he wrote a book about doing this kind of stuff. Like, she knew what she was getting into. Yeah, you know, that is... So, again, that's why... That's, you can see why she kind of bothered me a little bit. I guess she cares, and again, she was a sweetheart, but you kind of get why she bothered me a little bit. 
Because she knew what she was getting into. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to... I don't know. No, I'm not going to say that because it's a really funny part in the... Like, funny part in, like, Alex's interactions when he's talking to the camera. So I'm not going to mention this. Yeah. But... I mean, they, they show him buying a house in Vegas. So I kind of knew she was sticking around for a little while more once that happened. It's pretty funny how, <laughs> you know, he, he's just super minimalist, lives in his van. And uh, she's, like, talking about, like, oh, let's put this here, this here. We're going to have a bar set up here, this over here, this here. And, you know, he's just like, uh, sure. Yeah, it's like I'm used to living in a van. This is like a mansion to me. Yeah, exactly. So that I love that. I mean, they ended up settling in Nevada because he's like, oh, there's a ton of good climbing in Nevada. As so. far as humor goes, I think the fridge buying part was one of my favorites. Yeah, that no. was hilarious. I know there's a lot of like lightheartedness and like just fun. Well, that's, parts. What, that's what I liked about this too. There's a good lightheartedness stuff, but then there's like really strong emotional stuff in this that kind of pulls you in. They talk about you know one thing about the relationship they talk about is like how he can't really express love very well. Like he just didn't get it growing up, so he has a hard time expressing it. I mean, he kind of has a little bit of a sad posture towards it, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely does, but it's like it is endearing that you, you know, it does at least show like a bit a pretty decent progression in their relationship throughout the documentary, which yeah. was nice. Yeah, I know. I, th- I think we can wrap this up and grade this out. Overall, I would say Check this out. It's worth it. Like, if you can go see this in theaters, go see it in theaters. You can see an IMAX, go see it in an IMAX. It's, you won't regret it. It's a beautifully shot film. It's a good story. And yeah, I would say whether you're a climber or not, you'll appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you appreciate good scenery, you're going to like this. It does. It, it caused me a little bit of anxiety. And that doesn't usually happen during a movie, but. And again, like we mentioned earlier, like, it's, what I like about these kind of documentaries is they leave it up to the audience to make decisions. And yeah, they let you decide if this is a great achievement in athleticism or if it's just a straight up suicide mission <laughs> that, that no one should have actually ever attempted yeah so yeah I would say check it out All right, I'm just gonna grade this out I'm, I'm giving this an A plus it was amazing kept me on the edge of my seat go check it out no absolutely I'm gonna give this an A plus as well like it was amazing the scenery was amazing the story and the journey was awesome if not it was it had me in awe and also at the edge of my seat because I was so freaking nervous. Yeah. We got two A pluses, ladies and gentlemen. Right. It's kinda of weird. So it's got ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is amazing, ninety-eight percent. But like I'm like, who are the losers that didn't like this? The two or three people that thumbed it down. Probably people who have vertigo. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. It's like it's definitely worth a watch. Definitely go see it in theaters. At least see it, because it's great. Yeah. Again, yeah, you'll enjoy it. It'll be fine at your you know on your fifty-five inch TV at home, but it's so worth it seeing on iMac. Yeah, worth the splurge. Worth the splurge. All right. Well, yeah, I think that wraps it up here. So, yeah, like we said, next week we'll probably be talking about some Netflix stuff, since there's really not any great movies coming out. I mean, unless you really want to hear us talk about the kid that would be king. Mm, I don't think so. I don't really want to talk about or waste my money on that. No, two hours long. No way. And it's two hours long. Yeah, <laughs> no thanks. But, yeah, in between then and... The following weekend, I will be watching the Lego Movie to recap because in two weeks we'll be talking about Lego Movie Two, and everything is gonna be awesome again. I can't wait; it's gonna be sweet. All right, well, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? All right, well, everybody, you can find us on Movies underscore Brews on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up there. With, let us know what you thought of the show, and let us know what you're looking forward to in this coming year, and what movies you want us to cover. Again, we uh, appreciate everybody that listens to us. We appreciate you telling your friends about us, and yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's wrap this up. Join us next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers! Cheers.